Hey everyone, Dr. Axe here. Welcome to the show. This week I have Dr. Gerald Lamole. He is a medical doctor. He's the appointed director of the Christiana's Cares Preventative Medical and Rehabilitative Institute for the Center for Integrative Health. And actually I was introduced to him through a mutual, well, actually his son-in-law, Dr. Uh, Mehmet Oz, and who I know many of you know. And I was so impressed uh, checking out his new book here. It's called Lymph and Longevity. And this is a book that really, I think is so unique. We don't talk about the lymphatic system much. So Dr. Gerald, I'm excited to dive into this topic and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Josh. And thanks for inviting me on your show. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you about the lymphatics. As we dive in here, talk to me about what the lymphatic system is and why have we overlooked it? Because I know all the time people are talking about the liver, the heart, the cardiovascular system, the digestive system, but the lymphatic system is rarely discussed. Well, it's been known for many centuries. It's been identified, but it's very hard to measure. We don't have the the uh, equipment to be able to tell what the flow is and what the consistency is. So it makes it difficult. And it's always looked as an adjunct system. It was never looked at as a system in fullness. And it really connects with every system and every organ we have. So it's vital that we know about this and how we improve our flow in the lymphatics, uh, because these things affect every organ we have. And we don't have any special tests to measure the lymphatic problems, but they affect the problems in the organs that they that they've clean and that they flow from. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that I, I think about when we talk about the lymphatic system is it's so important for our immune system. It's so important for cleansing our body, so our detoxification system. Talk to us about the role of the lymph system and our immune response. Well, it has uh, several significant roles. It's, it actually brings the fluid back into the body. We exchange our fluid maybe every other day, the entire uh, serum in our fluid. And actually the, the lymph, about 15% of it stays in the interstitial fluid. So it has to be cleared out. And besides being cleared out and balancing our, our, our liquid parts of our body, it also takes the immune cells, it takes the lipids, it takes the, the large proteins. We can't handle large proteins directly in the, in the vascular system. So it takes these large proteins and, and lipids and distributes them through the body. As far as the immune system, the, the lymph cells are the first cells that see foreign in, intruders or foreign toxins. So it's imperative, it's imperative for the lymphatics to be flowing well, to be able to pick up the toxins, identify them, clean them up, and then send back, when everything's clean, send back reserve uh, cells and proteins that will make uh, calm down the inflammation and make the tissue uh, well. Wow. So if somebody is having an issue with their lymphatic system, what are some of the most common symptoms and warning signs that somebody would have? Well, you know, it's hard because, as I said, the, the organs, you have many organs involved that will demonstrate, but you may be sluggish or tired or swelling, swollen uh, extremities, um, pains and aches. The, they're very vague symptoms because it, actually what it is, is it, it's the uh, cleaning system of our body. So it's, uh, it's like saying, you know, uh, how, how come my office is is not uh, what's wrong with it? 
It's only until you see the buildup of the dust and dirt that you know your office has to be taken care of. So it's very, very uh, difficult to, to tell exactly when uh, you need lymphatic help. So that's why it's always better to keep yourself well and your immune system well and your lymph flowing so it doesn't, it doesn't occur and stagnate the, the cleaning of your tissue. Tell me about how the lymphatic system, what, what other organ systems does it have the most, uh, I guess, the closest relationship to that it's critical to support these other, I guess, systems of the body? Yeah, well, it, it travels along with the, uh, the vascular system, specifically uh, the uh, uh, vessels of veins and arteries. So there it's in conjunction, you always see, you know, when we were in medical school, we learned nerve artery vein, nerve artery vein, but we never, there was a fourth vessel there that it was the lymph vessel. So, but we never really considered that. And the interesting thing is the lymph is, is dependent on pulsatile flow from the muscles and the artery that's next to it. It doesn't have a heart that can contract and constrict and can make things flow, flow towards the uh, liver. So what it needs is it needs the, the outside pumping mechanism of the muscles and of the arteries to, to propel forward the lymphatic t- uh, fluid to clean, cleanse the body. Wow. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's such an interesting point. When you look at medical school, I know what I learned is exactly what you said. It's, it's veins, it's arteries, it's nerve. You never learn about the lymphatic vessels there at all, which is, which is just, uh, you know, it's just, just crazy to think about. Talk to me how the lymphatic system is connected specifically to your detoxification system, even your liver and gallbladder and some of those other tissues, even, yeah, specifically those organs. Well, you know, the, it's interesting. The, the lymph system is not just a, a retaining system that uh, as you squeeze it goes in. It has one-way valves so that when the, the fluid pulse, pulses forward, it can't leak out under normal circumstances. And number two, it has, a, it has a, its own peristalsis. It has its own pulses. It can dilate. It can strict. It is the lymphatic endothelial cells are much like the vascular endothelial cells. They respond to certain cytokines and certain VCAM and uh, uh, selectin. So these cells will, will send messages to the rest of the body, to, to the brain, to, and they can pick up n- nerve endings, sympathetic nerve endings that can receive information and send information back to the lymphatic system so that th- that the immune cells and the immune proteins that are necessary either to destroy toxins or to clean up the mess will be available. And the longer it takes you and the lymph system to clean that mess up or uh, to, to respond to any toxins that you have, the longer it will take, the more damage you'll have in your system. And depending on the system, it will be, you'll see it reflected in your liver or your heart so how it really happens is in each, in each system, there's a different uh, way it flows. Uh, for example, most of the flow of the lymph goes through the thoracic duct in the chest. And that goes up the duct and then goes into the subclavian vein system. So it goes in the, back into the blood circulation through the venous system, through the heart, and then, and then redistributed around through the body. 
but the return of those cells, the return of the immune cells, the return of the proteins and uh, lipids of those cells goes through the lymphatics. So each, but each, uh, each system has a different function uh, of the way the, and that sometimes is conflated. For example, there's three ways cholesterol uh, is in our body. The LDL we call the bad cholesterol. Well, in fact, we need it. We need it for hormones. We need it for, for the cell wall flexibility in every cell we have, cell membrane flexibility. So th th that's, that's necessary. So that's one way. The other is the return, of, uh, the return of cholesterol or the absorption of cholesterol from our digested food. And that goes through the lymphatics in the gut uh, into the liver and through the, the cisterna chile and the and thoracic duct. And the third is misplaced cholesterol, which is we're focused on, but sometimes we conflate the idea of, oh, well, this LDL, this bad LDL is in our body. It is when it falls into the, the broken up endothelium of the thick arteries, the, the thick, the medium size and the large size arteries, because then it has to get through the entire wall of that artery to go into the lymphatics and the adventitia and get carried back into the, into the, uh, through the lymphatics to the liver to be metabolized. Yeah. Wow. That's a good point. You know, I think there's so many, uh, it, it's funny over the years, I, I guess I shouldn't say it's funny. It is, um, to a degree surprising when we've talked about cholesterol, first off, it's yeah. like all cholesterol is bad. And then you've got HDL versus LDL. Then we know there's actually different types, right? Different sizes of the of yeah. LDL and HDL and the ratios are important. So can you talk to me, the audience? I know this is a little outside the lymphatic system, but I know you understand this. Can you talk to me when somebody, when people are talking about cholesterol, what is it that people really need to be uh, to know and look out for when, when in regards to cholesterol levels? Well, what's important, I believe, is the oxidation of the cholesterol. When the cholesterol hits the endothelium, you see, it used to be we'd look at the, the arterial end, uh, wall under the microscope and we'd see this internal elastic lamina, which was a very thick piece of fiber elastic. We didn't think anything went through there. So the assumption was, well, the cholesterol goes in, it's picked up by HDL and goes back out again. And that isn't the case. It's got to get through the, uh, that part, through the media. And every time the, the cholesterol, when it becomes oxidized, it causes an inflammatory reaction. So macrophages, monocytes in, in, those, in the circulation are attracted into the wall of the artery and they want to do their work. They want to engulf these oxidized cholesterol crystal, which is ca causing inflammation. So they oxidize them, they become foam cells. Now they're bad, they say. Well, foam cells are trying to do their job. They're trying to prevent this oxidative process from being reflected in an inflammatory process. So the actually, there was a study in 2014 by Taggart uh, in, at, in Harvard that showed a lot of the, the, um, the cholesterol that's carried can actually be carried through by these macrophages, the monocyte can turn into a foam cell, carried through by these foam cells through the arterial wall into the lymphatics. And they have plasticity. They're very, very subtly slotting through these, the fibrous tissue and the muscles. However, certain things like uh, oxidative stress can actually freeze their cytoskeleton. So instead of be, being pliable, these macrophages, uh, foam cells, 
become stiff and they can't go through the wall. But oddly enough, things like resveratrol and terostilbene can obviate that and make the, the, the cells more pliable again, and they'll pass through the wall. So there are certain things that will block the flow of HDL and of macrophages and foam cells, and there are other things that will facilitate them. So the main thing we have to do is decrease the oxidative stress, decrease, decrease the, the, the cytokines, the IL-1 and 6 and tumor necrosis factor, minimize that, clean up the, the trauma as quickly as we can, and get the flow running again so that there's not any obstruction, so that the, that the tissue is exposed for longer periods of time to these toxins. Wow. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a great point. And I think, again, it's this, uh, the oxidation is so important of the cholesterol and understanding how do we reduce oxidation? One of the things I wanted to ask you, Doc, is when we look at uh, how to support our lymphatic system in the best manner possible, what are the things that most burden our lymphatic system? And then on the other hand, what are the things that really help support that healthy flow of lymph throughout the system? Yeah, well, this is kind of interesting because when you see, you know, when we read about things that we can do with epigenetics and when I say epigenetics, I mean things we can do in our own life to change the reaction of our DNA uh, to, to negative situations. So if, uh, so, so if we do several things we can improve our health, health to our body. Now, what's interesting to me is those three things are always exercise, stress management, and a good diet, okay? So they say, oh, well, that's good for cancer. Okay, why? Well, that's good for heart disease. Well, why? why it's, well, it's good for neurologic problems. It's interesting because every one of those things affect lymphatic flow, Exercise is very important because you can increase your lymphatic flow sevenfold by exercise. So suddenly, it, so what do you think happens? It's the toxins are getting removed from the this, this system quicker. So exercise is excellent. Diet is very clear. This polyphenols and flavonoids and other in, things that are in great diets, you know, like in, in, in the uh, diosmin and uh, flavonoids and resveratrol and things that are they're in the foods we eat, like the black, uh, the blueberries and the garlic, turmeric and things like that. Green leafy vegetables, uh, yellow and uh, yellow fruits and vegetables. So all of those things are in there. So, but and they increase flow. And the third thing, stress uh, modification. Well, with stress, you have increased epinephrine and and uh, adrenaline and. And you have, uh, you know, all these hormones increase and you have, they cause sclerosis of the lymphatic system. It's, it's in, the, in the papers for years. And the problem is, at, this is the, the first time in looking at it, we can put these things together and say the reason all these things help is because it all, they all help the lymph cleaning the tissue from those organs. So the reality is that this, this is why those those uh, modalities are beneficial and it inspires and instills people. At least it does for me. Once you realize why a thing works and how a thing works, you'll believe it's true and apply it to your life. Yeah, it makes total sense. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly. And one of the top three products I take every single day 
is SBO Probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now, I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now, Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics online or in store today. You know, one of the uh, conditions that I know that uh, touches so many people today is cancer. And so can you talk to us about how uh, caring for our lymph system and the lymph system specifically, how that affects and is related to cancer? Well, once again, you were talking about the immune system. You know, there are killer, natural killer cells. There are cells that will seek out cancer and destroy it. The point is, if you don't have that a good circulation of, of the, the proteins and, and cells that are our guardians, you, you can't, uh, because the, the cancer cells are very subtle, they can cover themselves with fibrin, so you don't recognize them. They, you know, they can, uh, they can take over a lymph node, et cetera. So it's important for us to have um, on the alert, to have these maximized uh, killer cells and, and maximized immune system that would recognize these foreign proteins that are alien to us and, and, and toxic to us and destroy them. Uh, because it, it, it happens, it's not like, you know, they just spread it all over the area, but it's one group at a time moves out of, and they needed blood supply. That's why some of the uh, cancer therapies uh, are uh, blocking the growth of new blood vessels uh, to, to starve the cancer cells. But all these things need rapid communication between what's happening locally in your tissue and how you how your immune system responds. And if your immune system is, is, is not well fed, if it doesn't have the right micro and macronutrients, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be more open to having a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Makes total sense. Talk to me about a few of the other, uh, talk to me a little bit about your book. You know, it's titled Lymph and Longevity, the untapped secret to health. Talk to us about your book, the things you cover in the book and the benefits of reading your book. Well, you know, uh, I, I've been interested in, in lymph flow primarily for the heart area for years because I was involved in the first successful heart transplants uh, that we did down in Houston. And when I came back within a year or two, we put in these healthy, clean hearts with pure, sweet, blood vessels that looked like they were going to last forever. And within a year or two, they all had what they called galloping atherosclerosis. And it was always a problem that uh, I was trying, always in the back of my mind, it stayed there. And uh, I was uh, chief at uh, of cardiac surgery at Temple University and worked with some the, the pathologist, Betty Lausch, who was interested in foam cells. And we did some experiments with monkeys, ligated the, the lymphatics. And sure enough, we got uh, fatty streaks in this two or three months. 
So it was, um, it was, you know, back in the back of my mind. And uh, when I operated on patients with coronary artery disease, I saw these streaky scler uh, sclerotic white lines and biopsy them, and they, they wound up being sclerosed lymphatic vessels. So anyway, this is, and I wrote a paper in 1981 about the relationship of uh, lymphatics to reverse cholesterol transport. So that's how I got involved. And that's, uh, you know, that was uh, the interest uh, that I, I, I would impel to, to write this book. And the book covers the whole idea of, we talked about the, the, the flow, the fact that you need rapid response from the tissue that's being attacked or inflammation is occurring in, so it can get cleaned out, the immune system set up so that these uh, Treg cells or the cells will come in after everything's cleaned up and settle things down because the latest theory for autoimmune disease is that, that you get this inflammatory reaction and sure enough, what winds up happening is you don't have these uh, Treg cells, this uh, CD4 uh, cells come in and, and settle things down. You still have an inflammation going on. And every time you're exposed to something, you, that happens. It's in the same way in the gut, for example, when you, let's take, um, uh, you know, uh, celiac disease. The, the celiac patients have zonulin, which is locked locks the cells together, uh, which breaks this lock of these cells in the gut. And when that lock is broken, fluid comes out and proteins get in. And if they're big enough proteins, like uh, gluten, or, uh, it, it, they're going to be, have to be handled by the lymph system. They're not big, they're, not, they're too big to get into the circulation, get covered by the liver. They have to be handled by the lymph system. I mean, obviously, the lymph system does it does a lot. I mean, well, not only that, you know, and the other exciting thing is that the uh, neurologic, the Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. We, within the last uh, five or seven years, we've seen that there's actually a lymphatic system in the brain. It's called glymphatics, and what happens is we never thought that you could have lymphatics in the brain because a, a closed space. How are you going to circulate fluid through there? But actually, the nerves shrink down, and the fluid comes through. The, the, the cerebrospinal fluid comes in, clears away the beta amyloid, the tau protein, all of the toxic proteins to the other side, and they're picked up on the other side, circulated on in the cerebrospinal fluid, picked up into the, picked up by the the uh, deep dural lymphatics to the deep cervical lymphatics, and that's how the the brain is cleared. During sleep, usually uh, if you sleep on your side, you have better, well, the, in the mice studies anyway, you have better clearance than, uh, than if you slept on your back. So it's important. Melatonin is important to get, to get the clearance too, because it works, improves the lymphatic flow in the brain. So we're talking about obesity, uh, the, 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 the connection between, between the lymph and the fat cells. The fat cells are now endocrine cells. You know, we have certain things like adiponectin, which is good, but it's a big, big, it's a big protein. So is a, it's, it's, and um, so what happens is I, we, the, the tissue in the, in the gut, it, the, in a diabetic or an obese person, 
is the lymphatic vessels are 130 times more porous than in normal patients. So all the IgG and IgA and uh, triglycerides and all this stuff that's supposed to be taken away is leaking out. And that's what the big belly is about. That's, and this compresses the lymphatics because it's a low pressure system. So this stuff, these proteins and, and things that are helpful aren't getting into the body. Wow. So it affects every, you know, the obesity, diabetes, gut, brain, heart. It's, it's so important to have your lymph flowing. So walk me through this. If you had to say, hey, here are five of your top foods for the lymphatic system, keeping it healthy. And maybe are there any supplements as well? Are there any herbs that have been used throughout history? Any supplements that can also support this system of the body? Well, I said like ginger and turmeric and, you know, the the actually the Eastern medicine knows a lot more about the lymph than we do because they've been talking about it, the Rasa and the Indian stuff yep. talking about for generations. So like uh, the, uh, they have certain herbs, a, a red root, um, astrag- astragalus, um, brahmi, which is um, uh, Asiatica, uh, Celestia Asiatica. I'm not sure how it's put. It, yeah. it, it affects the lymphatic system. Uh, but the, the point is that they, they know through the years what's worked. And they also, are, uh, uh, we can observe what works when we see lymphatic uh, swelling and it goes down with, with certain herbs and uh, supplements. And the third thing is there's uh, papers, scientific papers that have been studied like in polyphenols. And we know that the polyphenols and the flavonoids will increase lymphatic flow. And, that, and that's like terostilbene, resveratrol, quercetin. Um, those are all polyphenols. And uh, the, the, the um, turmeric and, and ginger and, and garlic and these are all curcumin is, is all, are all important for, for lymphatic, good lymphatic flow. Water, by the way, I forgot to mention the sal gel system, you, the lymph can get thick and sluggish and, and, and slow down. So you want, you want pure, healthy water to, uh, you know, seven, eight glasses a day, at least to clear, flush that system out. And, th- and so that's, that's quite important. Yeah, these are, this is great advice. And I think one of the things I've spent a lot of time over the years studying Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, and you mentioned many of the things, I mean, astragalus is known for this and TCM for its incredible immune properties, its gut health properties. And so again, I think that's a great, a great example there as well. Um, any closing thoughts, Doc, uh, as, as we, uh, you know, as, as we close it, by, by the way, I want to mention everybody, I want to encourage you run out and get Dr. Lamole's new book. It's called Lymph and Longevity. And this book is great. By the way, there are specific recommendations and ex- explanations in this book for a number of conditions, heart disease, cancer, digestive issues, uh, weight loss, your brain, also energy and more all in this book. And so again, uh, it's Lymph and Longevity. It's in bookstores nationwide. You can also go online to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Simply order the book on there. And again, it's, it's actually, it's very well written and it's a lot of meat in the book. And so if you want to understand more about how to boost your immune system, how to cleanse your body, again, I want to recommend everybody go out and get this book. Any, any last thoughts here, doc? Yeah, there's recipes in there that the Laura Arnold and my wife 
help make uh, that were uh, lymphagogues that that would help lymphatic flow. So I think that it, it it covers those areas that I don't do so well with cooking. You know, I depend on <laughs> that getting done. Yeah, I'm looking at a few here. The breakfast, the uh, quin the quinoa bowl with apples, ginger, and cinnamon looks amazing. You got a black bean burger, Thai curry bowl. There are some really unique recipes. The other thing I like with the recipes is. They're not a mile long. They're actually just simple, but really good ingredients. They look delicious. So that's another a great point here. Thank you. I want to encourage everybody, run out and get Dr. Gerald Lamole's new book, Lymph and Longevity. And I want to say, uh, Dr. Lamole, thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor having you on today. I know that one of the things I love is that you've taken care of so many patients over the years. You've had so much clinical experience. And so we appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you for inviting me. It was a real pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.